I use a tool called SEMrush. Sure. Basically, super useful because you like you type in a, a keyword and you can see all of the related keywords. Like if you've got an idea, you can see how many people are searching for it. Um, you can see how hard it is to rank for. And you can like keep up with competitors and stuff. What up, potty people, and welcome back to Clipped. I'm Eric, your host, and this podcast delivers podcast production tips, industry insights, podcasting resources, education, and it's all aimed to help you become a better, more efficient podcaster. I'm on a mission to help you start, grow, and monetize your show. And today I've got something cool. I'm speaking with Becca Butcher. She's the marketing lead at Refonic. If you haven't heard of Refonic, it's a great tool for podcasters. There's a variety of offerings that they have, but one really cool thing, which we talk about in this episode, is their little spider web tool where you can type in the name of your podcast and it'll connect you to people that have listened to your podcast and it shows you the other podcasts that they listen to. And so if you want to be a guest, you can reach out to some of these shows it's basically like this web of all these shows that are connected. So it's a great way to like find guests and a great way to like strategize and pick shows to try to be a guest on that are in your niche and that other people are that listen to your show are also listening to. And so that's really cool. But her role at Raphonic is awesome. She does a lot of stuff for their marketing, specifically copywriting for the blog. Uh, and Becca has written a couple things about me and the podcast Haven, which I'll link to in the show notes. So shout out to her. Awesome for connecting and partnering. Love connecting with like-minded individuals and lifting people up and just creating community around podcasting and specifically around this show and the other rad companies and people out there. But before we get into it, I want to give a shout out to this episode's sponsor, which is dun, 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 Riverside. If you're looking for a great place online to record remote podcasts, you can record 4K remote video, high fidelity audio, all remotely from your web browser. Riverside has a slew of other tools, including automatic show notes, magic clips for social media. They're doing some great stuff over there and stoked to have them for a sponsor. So if you're yet to sign up for Riverside to record your podcast, I highly recommend you do. And if you are new, head on over to riverside.fm and use promo code CLIPPED, that's C-L-I-P-P-E-D, for 20% off. Now let's give it a go. Becca, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Super, super excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to get to know you a little bit and learn more about Refonic and more specifically your role at Refonic. And also, everybody, Becca wrote an article uh, that kind of featured me a little bit, but also featured um, some different AI tools in, in the podcast world, which we'll get into. But Becca, tell everybody a little bit about your background, where you're from, and how you got into marketing. Because I know before Raphonic, you, you've had a background in marketing and, and content. So let's hear a little bit about, about your background. Yeah, sure. So I'm from the UK. Um, we can tell. And yeah, <laughs> we can tell already. 
from like the Midlands, but you know, I've kind of been up and down. Yeah, so how I got into marketing, it seems quite random actually, because back sort of uni times, I did lots of workaways, which I don't know if you know what they are, but they're like you go to someone else's house or whatever, and then you do a bit of work in exchange for living there and whatever. Um, and so I started doing some kind of marketing stuff then, writing blog posts, creating video content. Didn't really know what I was doing, but it was just, you know, something that I was interested in. It was super fun. And then post uni, I didn't really know what I was doing, but then eventually I got an internship in marketing and then did that for a while. Then got a job with that company, which was a, like an Airbnb management company, did that for a few years. And then COVID happened. And at the end of COVID, I thought I was ready to change it up. So then I um, became self-employed and found, um, saw that Raphonic was needed someone to lead all their marketing stuff. And, you know, it started from there. I've been doing it for the past two and a half years now. Were you drawn to them because you were interested in podcasts? And if not, that's totally okay. I just want to see like why Raphonic? Were you listening to podcasts or did you start getting into the podcast world because of Raphonic? That's a good question. So I wasn't like a mad podcast fan. I did have the odd podcast that I would listen to occasionally, but it was more, I like working with startups, right? And companies that are in a, you know, up and coming industry. And I'd seen that podcasting through the pandemic had become this massive thing and everyone was talking about it. I knew people, you know, at the place I was working at before that were trying to start their own podcasts and yeah, when I saw it, I was like, okay, this sounds super exciting. Want to get more into, just get more into the industry. And yeah, that's how it happened. <laughs> it's funny because COVID, I mean, I've, I've been working in podcasting at least part-time since like 2015, but it's crazy. Like, yeah, what happened from like 2018 through COVID, it just like blew up. So all that to say, it's like, it's cool because they're are a lot of like opportunities right now in that space. And so it's, it's awesome that you got to take advantage of that. And I did as well. And it, it's just great to see that all growing and people's enthusiasm for podcasting growing more and just more opportunities. So very cool. So let's tell the listeners, and I know you, you work in the marketing department, but can you give us just like a little rundown of what Raphonic is and, and what you guys do? Yeah, sure. So Raphonic is a database of over two and a half million podcasts. And um, for every podcast, we've got a lot of data like listener numbers, gender skew, audience location, etc. And it's to help brands, either with or without a podcast, um, agencies, for example, podcast booking um, agencies or marketing agencies, um, and also podcasters, if they are looking to get featured on other shows, essentially like a, a search tool and also to qualify so you can make sure that you find the right shows that are gonna, you're going to get the most impact from. I knew a little bit about Raphonic and you, and we've kind of chatted a little bit on LinkedIn in the past. But speaking of um, like one of the features, so I was at a podcast conference last week here in the US and in Utah, and uh, this guy came up to me. And he's like, do you, have you heard about Raphonic? And I was like, yeah, I know a little bit about what they do. He's like, and then he pulled, he's, he like made me go on my phone and he's like, okay, go to the website and scroll all the way down. And then there's like, you can type in the name of your podcast and then you can see, I believe it's other people that 
listen to your show, you can see additional shows that are like linked to your show. So he's like, if you want to be a guest, he's like, reach out to these shows because it's in the same like style and, and niche as you. And it's likely that they will want to have you on or you can have them on. And it, it's a really cool connection. Yeah, no. So that's, that's the graph tool. And that is, people love that one because it's so, <laughs> so visual and it's like a spider's web. Um, of all connected shows and so yeah you can type in your podcast or any podcast and then it will come up with a web of shows that share a similar audience so yeah super useful for cross promo to find suitable shows and just gives you like a starting point as well love that so tell us about your specific role at Refonic, what you do what you work on um and in your role in marketing so yeah so i cover everything to do with marketing. So <laughs> anything that needs doing, um, that's me. So I'm a lot of it is SEO. Um, so getting the Rephonic website to rank. I do those industry articles, which you might have seen. I post on LinkedIn about them every now and then. Um, and so for that, because obviously Rephonic has a ton of data, I'll go in and I'll do some coding type stuff and pull up all of these insights and then find some cool stuff that people are interested, like um, how long a, should your episodes be or something. Yeah, and so they're, they're good for getting the word out as well about Raphonic and then just thinking of new ways to, to get as many people to see Raphonic and use it as possible. For example, we just started, a, we just launched as well a, a YouTube channel that James, so James is the founder of Raphonic, he's he features in it and you know we've started off with I think we've got four videos on there at the moment one of them is how to collaborate with other shows one's how to be a guest how to advertise etc and so yeah just testing testing out stuff and doing more of what works just testing the YouTube waters now that's a uh, journey in itself but it's good that you started I've, I started mine like a year ago I wish I would have started it like 10 years ago <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about your writing because you're an excellent writer and I want to talk a little bit about like the blog specifically so when you guys are coming up with uh, articles or, or topics to write about is it data driven or is it more creative or a little bit of both? I know you mentioned keywords, which I do want to talk more about. Where do you find what to write about? Is it like, I want to provide like education and, and write about like things happening in the podcast industry? Obviously it's not just random. So how do you kind of come up with topics and how to educate and share information? Yeah. So I use a tool called SEMrush. Sure. Basically, super useful because you like you type in a, a keyword and you can see all of the related keywords. Like if you've got an idea, you can see how many people are searching for it. Um, you can see how hard it is to rank for. You can like keep up with competitors and stuff. So normally it happens because I think of ideas first, you know, oh, it'd be cool to write about something to do with AI and podcasting or whatever. And then I'll go on there, have a little search and I'll be like, oh yeah, it looks like people are searching for it, but there's not many articles out there at the moment. So let's give it a try. Let's write something and, and, you know, see how much traffic we can get from it. Finding keywords that are uh, being searched a lot, but there's not that much information out there on, which is funny because you would think everything's been covered in the world and it maybe to some extent, but like there's stuff that, and I guarantee podcasters, people listening to this in your niche that people are looking for that hasn't really been covered. And so 
these keyword research tools, SEMrush, I use one called Hrefs. There's a bunch of them, but yeah, they kind of give you that information, which is really cool. And is the goal with content, are you just trying to drive brand awareness? Are you trying to convert people to sign up for Refonic? What's that like? Yeah, so it's it's split. Um, it depends what the keyword is. So you'll have, you know, your top of the funnel ones, which people aren't looking for a product yet. They're just kind of searching around something related to the podcasting industry, you know, we'll get our name out there, get the brand awareness. And then the more as you get towards the bottom of the funnel, yeah, they're the ones where we're like, okay, now try your phone and give it a go. You've read all this. It's obvious that you're interested in guesting or advertising on podcasts. So that's when we'll try and get the reader to have a go. And do you guys do like any affiliate marketing or is that not something within the content that you guys do to try to monetize on the side? Yeah, we don't, we don't do that. It's all direct to Raphonic product. Sure. I know that makes, that makes total sense with a company of that size. And, and I'm trying to grow the affiliate stuff. But um, so question, let's talk a little bit about AI. So like how this is kind of like a multi-part question, but your thoughts on AI in general, your thoughts on AI in the podcasting world, and then kind of your like how you incorporate AI in your writing, if at all. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I mean, AI is a crazy thing. Sometimes I'll have my days where I'll be thinking about it and I'll be like, oh, there's so many ideas about what I can do with it and how we can use it for a phonic. And then other days I'll wake up and I'll be like, this is so scary. Like, <laughs> I want to stay away from it. But yeah, generally I find it super useful. So I use it probably on a daily basis, whether it's chat GPT or some other tool that I'm kind of testing out, always trying to keep on top of it. But in terms of how we use it or how I use it for writing. So, cause well, a lot of, I, I only write the, or tend normally to write the industry articles. And then we have a, someone who writes the other blog posts. When it comes to me writing the industry articles, um, I just tend to, my, my first thing is just to write it as I would be explaining it to someone and just let it all come out on the paper. It probably doesn't sound great or it's not refined yet but just to kind of get it out there on the paper as I would be saying it kind of makes the most sense and then historically I've not been great with writing right it's one of it's a skill that really? I definitely yeah yeah <laughs> it's a skill that I've definitely had to learn and you know try and try over and over again but you know sometimes I'll use chat GPT I'll be like what's a better way of saying this and it will come up with something else and I'll be like okay that makes sense and I'll kind of make it a bit different you know so it actually sounds like me or sounds like a human because <laughs> anything taken straight from chat GPT I'm like okay I can I get the whiff of AI and I prefer obviously to keep that out that's how I I use it at the moment yeah that's fair I have a, like a similar philosophy I uh I use it, I mean, almost every day for various different things, but I incorporate it into uh, some of my writing as well. It's funny, like I, you sound, your copy sounds amazing when you write it. So you got to give yourself a little credit Thanks. there. <laughs> okay, Becca, this is a new segment. So this is the first time I've done this, but I'm going to do a little rapid fire and then we'll get back to some of the questions. 
First question, Apple, Spotify, or YouTube, what's your favorite platform to check out podcasts? Just at home, then I will prefer to use YouTube, just have the video on as well. If I'm driving, then I have Spotify. What's one marketing podcast that people should check out? I don't actually listen to marketing podcasts, (laughs) so I couldn't tell you that one. Okay, so how many podcasts are currently like in your phone or like what what do you have like queued up? I used to listen to Diary of a CEO. Not sure about it anymore. <laughs> so that one's kind of gone down and I'm actually at the moment trying to find new shows that are interesting. Like I listened to one recently because um, I was traveling around Turkey and when I'm traveling, I like to kind of understand the culture and the history and everything and so I was listening to this podcast about Turkish history which was quite interesting so I don't really have like one show that I'll just listen to all the time it's more sort of where I'm at and you know what interests me at that moment I'll have a search. So have you been to any podcast conferences if so do you have a favorite or have you not? So I I went to I've been to one so it was it seems like a long time ago, but it was the podcast show in London. It wasn't this past year. It was the year before. So what's the size of Raphonic? Like, do you know how many coworkers you have or approximately? Yeah. So there's, there's James, the founder, and then there's me. Um, I mean, I'm self-employed, so I, you know, I do a few days a week. Oh, you and are then, self-employed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah, you've yeah. got this going on and then your other uh, then side other gigs stuff. and stuff. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Okay. I didn't know that. I like that. Yeah. It's, it's fun. I like to, you know, keep it varied, you know. <laughs> and then we have a graphic designer as well that she is, I can't remember where she is based. And then we also have the um, content writer. Oh, so there's only a handful of you. You're like naming yeah, so every person. Oh, I thought it was, it was like hundreds of people. <laughs> no, no. Very startup, very <laughs> DIY. I like that. Yeah, my the podcast Haven were the same. I have several, two editors, a producer, and everyone's, everyone's contracted. So at any given time, there's like probably three to six of us. So I, I like that. Keep it lean and kind of gives everyone like the, you sound like you, you enjoy traveling and kind of having a, a life you know, you kind of are in control of your destiny. So I like that, like freelance, um, where you can kind of control more of your uh, decisions and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it just works super well. (laughs) Same. And this is just a fun question because this kind of sparked it in me because I like to travel as well. I have a daughter now, so not as much. But um, you mentioned you might be going to Bulgaria. Is that just for a little bit, a couple of weeks? Are you planning on like going to live there? Not to live, um, okay. but I will be there for a month, maybe, sort of four or five weeks. Um, and then I'll actually be heading to Australia. My friend's getting married, and so I'll spend, so, you know, a month or two maybe out there. Oh, um, I'm so jealous. <laughs> that sounds amazing. And it's like warm. It's summer-ish in Australia right now, right? Yeah, yeah. it will be nice. <laughs> yeah, dude, good for you. That's so cool. You know, I find that people in the UK or in Europe are more well-traveled than here in the States. Have you been to the US? I've not. I've not. I've really not really been outside of Europe. 
to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, I'd love I'd love to go there for the national parks. I think mainly. What part of the U.S. Like in addition to the national parks, if you had to go to a city, um, where mm. where would you go? Interesting, because I'm not really a city person at all. Okay. Um, but if so, I, not New York. I just figured New York because it's like the closest flight, kind of from yeah. 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 Pro- I mean, probably New York. I don't really know much about other US cities, but I guess it's the sort of thing you get over there and then you start to, you know, hear what other people say. But like, okay, I'll go there. You got to do New York. Although if you're, you've probably been to London a lot, that's probably the closest thing. We got to go to like Las Vegas, Miami <laughs> and come to Los Angeles. I think you would, uh, you would dig it. Well, cool. So let's <laughs> let's segue back into Refonix. So, could you tell our listeners like what a backlink is, and then follow up question: Do you guys have like a paid backlink strategy, or is it all organic based on relationships? Yeah, so it's all all organic, um, and yeah. So a backlink is when another site uh, links back to your site, and um, basically it passes what we would call SEO juice um, because Google is looking for, basically Google likes to rank sites that are authoritative. Um, They're an expert in their niche. Um, And so by having lots of backlinks from other relevant sites that talk about similar things um, and that they themselves have lots of backlinks too. That's going to help with your with your ranking. But there's some backlinks that are good, better for SEO than others. So you have the the follow do follow links, um, which do pass this SEO juice, which is essential for ranking. And then you have the other links which don't pass the SEO juice, but you know they're good for just relevancy. So you, you basically you're trying to get as many do follow backlinks as you can. Yep. And you, you linked to me in that recent article you wrote. So appreciate that. That's awesome. <laughs> I have a question and this is kind of more on the technical side of Rufonic, but if, if you do know and you can like spread some information. Um, so like I know with a re- Rufonic, one of the things is that like you have a database and it provides you with like podcasters, like contact information or emails. Is that how does that work? Is that just pulled from available information online or do you guys have like a, a, a secret way of like getting that? <laughs> no. So that's all pulled, you know, uh, we scan the internet, we, hundreds of sources um, and then, yeah, managed to pull that from all of those different sources and, and put it on the website, put it on the database, sorry. Um, so yeah, if, and sometimes like if we can't find the right contact information or you're, you're say you're using Raphonic and you can't see what you're looking for, then we um, have what we call the concierge service, which is oh, where talk you about can that. just click a button and then we'll... Talk s- about the concierge. That, yeah, that sounds you, awesome. <laughs> the concierge service, yeah. So you can't say you can't find the contact information you want. It doesn't look right. Um, you can click the button and then, you know, our team will try and find better contacts for you and then you'll get a notification when when we found something because it's not always possible to find everything just by scanning without a bit of human intervention is there additional services that the that you know that concierge concierge say it wrong concierge service uh (laughs) provides is is that it or or do you guys have like a friendly approach where you're interacting with them and providing other stuff 
So that's so the concierge service. The can't say it either. <laughs> yeah, now we're service, all fucked up. We can't like say it. <laughs> <laughs> so that is that's for the for finding the right contacts, but as well, like if you are on a podcast and something looks wrong or whatever, then you, again you can click a button. You can be like, oh, I think it's this um, Instagram link or whatever, and then we'll update it. Have a look and update it. So. Um, yeah, there's always a way in case something is, is not quite right, then we'll update it if, um, as and when we get notified. Cool. And tell me a little bit about the YouTube channel, like the goal with that, what types of videos or what types of content you guys are putting, uh, are you involved in that specifically? So <laughs> I'm not, I'm not the face of it in any way, shape or form, but you know, I was, trying to strategize and trying to think up you know how we're going to use it and whatever so initially we thought oh we'd we'd um yeah create the videos on like the big four subjects i'm gonna look at it right now uh, <laughs> yeah have a look i wrote the scripts um oh. or you know give the gave the prompts for james to to record youtube is a search um thing right so it's similar to google um and so it's all about seo and getting your your videos to rank and it's not something that i've done before so it'll be interesting to kind of um test it and optimize it and see how we go um yeah we're not like dead set on what it is yet um we're just trying to sort of get a yeah get it get it started yeah no i'm checking it out right now it looks like um so a lot of like educational stuff is the goal to be consistent and crank out videos. Cause I find with YouTube, like tutorials or like education based stuff performs really well. I feel like the less you kind of talk about your company, the, the better, although that's kind of like a side thing that happens, uh, like lead generation. But I feel like, yeah, just putting out, like I'm looking at some videos right now, how to get on podcasts as a guest, how to advertise like that, that stuff usually does really well. And my YouTube is not big by any means, but I've noticed like the consistency and then like not one day it kind of takes off, but then one day it like, at least for me, it's like my videos are probably getting double what they were like six months ago, which it's still a low number, but um, I think just that consistency pays off. Mm. Would you say that's like the number one thing? I think so. I mean, I think content is key. I think that's like number one. You got to have good content. I'd say content, I'd say consistency, and then I would say like production value is is important. I mean, nowadays, like it, it kind of does have to look and sound good or people will drop off of the video. But I'd say, yeah, content is number one. But just based on this right here, it looks like you guys are, are onto something. So that's excited. Is there anything in the works for a podcast, a Rephonic podcast? Has that been, it's got to have, it has to have been discussed, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean... I don't actually know if it's, it's if we've discussed that. I mean, I think, <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's an idea, um, but again, it's sort of one for thinking about a bit later down the line, probably. But um, yeah, I guess it d depends on you know our skill sets as well and whatever. But yeah, there's lots of things we're sort of planning on and projects and stuff. So it's you know taking one thing at a time. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm just brainstorming, but you could have like the audio podcast, 
which is different from the YouTube channel, which is different from the written content. I feel like that's kind of how it is now. Like ever, like you got to get that whole ecosystem going eventually, and it all content is kind of similar, but it, it's different enough that um, Google can like look at it as different pieces. I mean, my goal. Well, it's, it's kind of a pipe dream, but I would love for like a topic, whether it's like how to launch a podcast. And then I've got like the, the, the written article on that, that comes up in like the top 10 on Google, a link to the YouTube video that comes up and the audio podcast. I mean, that's, that's a dream. Well, who, that's and I, I listen to a podcast, <laughs> Alex Hermosi. He's like a, are you familiar with Alex Hermosi? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. like, he talks about, um, like HubSpot, I guess their strategy is like, yeah, to just dominate like the top, like five with just different pieces of content all around that specific search term. Um, but we can all dream, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're wrapping up here. And as we round home, just let me know any exciting projects you've got going on with Refonic or otherwise, and then tell the listeners if uh, you want them to get in touch with you, what should they check out? Sure. So yeah, one of the cool things that we at Refonic are doing at the moment is trying to incorporate YouTube, um, like YouTube podcasts onto the database. Um, it's been a long time coming because, you know, YouTube has been as a podcasting, um, platform has been talked about for, for ages now. And so it's, I think in the next, I don't want to say uh, actually, um, <laughs> backtrack on that, but like very soon we'll have, um, a way to see, um, podcast YouTube videos on Raphonic. Um, Nice. And then what, what was your other question again? If, if people want to connect with Refonic or connect with you, uh, what's the best place? Yes. So with Refonic, we are on Twitter and LinkedIn um, at GetRefonic. No Insta. No, no Insta. We keep it simple. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn, um, which is, you know, where I, I post a lot about Raphonic, pretty much only Raphonic. So, um, yeah, you can find me on there, Becca Butcher. Becca Butcher, cool. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, glad I got to learn more, and hopefully my audience got some more information about Raphonic and how it can help them. So thanks again, Becca. It was, it was great having you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's been super cool. <laughs>